time. Wrong, Dragon. Decade in review, year in review. The year's over, the decade's over. The Brick House Boys, we're back. That's what I'm talking about. That's the energy I need. I need that big dick, dick energy. energy. Big dick energy. Welcome back to the Brick House. Are we retiring Big Dick Energy in 2019 like Hot Girl Summer got retired? Correct. Uh, that needs to go, but it's still 2019, so we got Big Dick BDE. Energy. <laughs> we got a big pod today. Lots to talk about. 2019 was a great year for music. I enjoyed it a lot. 2019, year in review, decade in review. All of it's coming at you. Top 15 albums of the decade on the podcast. Top albums of the year on the podcast. Top songs of the decade. Of the 2010 to 2000 and right now. On the podcast. And top songs of the year. Top moments of the decade. On, on the, the podcast. podcast. And us being assholes. On the podcast. <laughs> I'm probably also going to whip through some of my favorite TV shows of the year. Cause please, I, please, whip I, it out. I, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we have not had enough wine for that yet. <laughs> yes, we only got the half bottle today. Yeah, we are not getting episode four drunk. Which, by the way... I'm hearing rumors, according to my sources. Oh, our many fans, our thousands of fans are emailing us. All 14 of you. I'm hearing rumors that in the year 2020, we're going to design t-shirts and release a hard copy of episode four. That's what I'm hearing. Are you hearing this as well? I need to know if you're talking to the same people I am. Yes, I heard that they wanted it on a cassette. Yeah, so bust out the 8-track. No, cassettes and 8-tracks are different things. Bust out the eight track and, and you know, support the homies. That's all that's all we're gonna say. All right, what do you want to start with first? That's one thing that we'll follow over in two thousand twenty. What? Support the homies. Always support the homies. Yes. But one thing that was very popular in the two thousand tens was uh the Brickhouse Podcast Instagram, which you can follow at Brickhouse Podcast with no C. But yeah, what else was popular? My Instagram, which was ba da 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 da. First of all, your Instagram game is so weak. Very weak. It's so weak. But I haven't posted it in at least seven years. Mine's at Andrew Pissarro. I haven't posted it in a minute either, but it's fine. We're working on it. I haven't, you know. But what was very popular about not all the the homies, but about the homies for all the dead homies. Poor little out. Poor little out. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, our artist of the decade. Our artist of the decade, yes. Yeah, even though I said Kanye in the last album, but then I, uh, yeah, our last album, I said Kanye. Our, yeah. Um, our last, our last podcast, I put Kanye, but Kendrick is, is yeah, he's our king. I'd yeah. say, yeah, as I was looking at my albums and songs of the decade, I can clearly say Kendrick Lamar is the artist of the decade. All right, so what are we doing first? All right, uh, pick a finger. I'm holding up four fingers for uh, those listening. Always the middle finger. All right, fuck you. Not not those are listening. Fuck Andrew. So that means we're starting with number two, which is songs of the year. Of the year. Okay. Yes. All right. I have mine in no order. Here's a bunch that I really liked this year, um, and there's more. And I'm sure that Joe's gonna say a few of mine as well. Um, this this is the first ones that came off my head. Okay. Top of the dome. Top of the dome, and I'll start. We're going right down the list. Oh, I do have ten. Babushka Boy by ASAP is my song of the year. Followed by Palm Olive by Freddie Gibbs, followed by Crime Pays, followed by Patience by Tame Impala. Joe's not happy about that. I one. gave him the middle finger. Uh, give me Ricky by Denzel Curry. Give me Crowns for Kings for my artist to watch of 2020. Benny the Butcher. The Butcher coming. 
playing tomorrow night at Baby's All Right. Well, I mean, we're oh yeah, we are gonna get this out in time. Yeah, he's playing tomorrow at Baby's All Night. I'm gonna see him. Get uh, some nachos. I'm definitely. Oh, first of all, we went to Baby's All Right. If you go to Baby's All Right in Brooklyn, high key recommend. Small venue, really nice spot. Except they don't have fucking chicken wings and french fries. What fucking venue doesn't have fucking chicken wings and french fries? Oh, most of them. It was on the menu. Okay, fucking relax. <laughs> uh, Crowns for Kings by Benny. Costa Rica off the Dreamville collaboration. Money in the Grave by Drake. Drake. Vibes by DaBaby. Accoutrements by Action Bronson. There's, there's little rap there. Yeah, it's a lot it's of all rap. rap. It's all rap. <laughs> Except... Tame Impala. It's all rap and Tame Impala. What do you think I listened to this year? A lot of rap and a lot of Tame Impala. And that's that's your list. Uh, that's my list for right now. But like, there's so many other songs that came out this year that I they'll all, be on the playlist. Yeah, we're gonna put a playlist together. There's a, like a lot of that I'm like forgetting right yeah, now. We'll have a disturbing amount of songs on. The I playlist. would put Norton Commander off of. Um, Men I Trust, that was also really good. I love 1993, which was off the Dreamville album. Yeah, wasn't Men I Trust so good on Saturday night? Fuck you. I'm so mad that I missed that concert. Like I'm. It was so good. It was almost like I got to meet her. I hate you so much. I got I to just, meet her, and I took a nice picture with her as well. Why didn't you put that on your Instagram? It's, I look not too nice. In uh, it. <laughs> she looks lovely. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. You hate yeah. to see that. Yeah, that'll be with the secret podcast of uh, number oh, four. Yeah, should secret we make episode. that? We should, bro, that's the t-shirt we should print. Bro, you're right. That, that's what we should do. We should just be taking pictures of the two of us just Terrible pictures, blitzed yeah. and sell them for the podcast. <laughs> I actually was going to pick up a disposable camera today and I didn't, so we should do that on the way to the bar later. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, cool. Yeah. Joseph. All right, my number one my so I have three number ones actually, so my number 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 one is K Trinata Chances the single. If you have not listened to that, please stop fucking listening to this podcast and listen to that song because it is better than any podcast we've ever recorded. That's how good this song is, and I like this podcast. Other number one is a lot by. It's not from this year. All right, I put an asterisk next to it, okay? Fuck out of here. It's not from this year. Okay, well, you can fuck out of here. It well, was my number one song on Spotify for the year. It, it came out. Count. So it was released as a single this year. It came out in 2018. Oh, so you're, you're going to play the fucking technicality. Yeah, te- technically. I mean, that song fucking slaps. That's like, my, yeah, one of my most listened to songs. It's my most listened to song on Spotify yeah. in the year. A lot by 21 Savage and J. Cole. But my other, other other number one is ricky denzel curry that song every lyric in that that song is fucking hard and the beat is hard as fuck and the video is hard as fuck number two palm olive freddie gibbs as you said still pissed he didn't play that number three babushka boy asap rocky and then after this is just cool songs i liked tenderness by jay sam Mm -hmm. really cool track pink and blue by taiko 10 percent by k trinata we got fading by toro y moi Home to You, Cat Le Bon, Follow God by Kanye. Oh, fuck. That should have been on my list. Yeah, how'd you miss that fucking... That's twi- a... <laughs> you fucking twat sucker. After that, we had <laughs> Surf Curse um, with the song Disco. We had Schoolboy Q, Num Num Juice, Down Bed, the Dreamville, J. Cole. Mm-hmm. We had Suge by Baby. Oh, that was a good one. We had Bethany Howard, the lead singer of Alabama Shakes with the song Stay High. If you haven't seen the music video, it has that jacked black dude in the video. Though only one of them? The only, there's only Terry one? Terry Crews. Oh, That okay. guy. Yeah. Cheeseburger Eddie. I got the shakes that'll make you quake. I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. I got the burgers that'll... Earthquake by Tyler, the Creator. Oh, uh, that's a great one. That's great song. And 
I like that Bon Iver song, I I or Tutu, whatever it's fucking called. Bon Iver is cool. Yeah, he's all right. So yeah, those are my songs of the of the decade. After that, what do we have coming up? Should we do albums next? Of the year? Of the year, yes. Yeah, let's do albums of the year. Would you? Uh, why don't you switch it up and go first? All right, sure, sure, sure. All right, um, I'm gonna do honorable mentions first, actually. Okay. Uh, so my honorable mentions that Sharon Van Etten album that was good, really good. The Helado Negro album is really fucking good. Both Big Thief albums, great. I really fucked with the Jamalia Woods, the Ari Lennox, and the Men I Trust. Uncle Jazz. Uncle Jazz. And the Flume album. It was a mixtape. He released it with uh, in January. Had a track with JPEG Mafia on there. But now Energy. we get to the top ten. Energy. Energy. Number ten. Straight out of Long Beach, New York. Mr. JD Lil Tree. Oso oh Oso. Oh I really fuck with that album. I didn't like it the first time I listened to it, honestly. But after 17 listens, the lyrics, the songwriting, the, the minimalism, it's, it's really fucking good. And it helps that we know the guy. Number nine, Igor, Tyler, the creator. I could tell the first time I heard that back in, what was that, January, February? Uh, I think it was I think it was April. April? Yeah. It was, oh, okay. I, it was April. It, it might have been the summer, honestly. No, it wasn't summer. Hang on, I'm looking it up. May 17th. It was May? Yeah. Damn. It was. I remember when it came out, because I went for a very long walk and listened to the entire album. I was like, this fucking slaps. Yeah, it's a fantastic album. Uh, number eight, Dive, D-I-I-V. I knew this was going to be on your Deceiver. list. Deceiver, fucking awesome. Like, if you if you say garage rock or punk rock is dead or rock and roll is dead, fuck you. Listen to this fucking album. It's alive and it's doing very well. Number seven, my most listened to artist of the year, Alex G. Oh, Sandy Alex. Sandy Alex G, yes. Uh, House of Sugar. Many compare him to Elliot Smith. I compare him to Paul Simon. Um, he's... In my opinion, top three songwriters of our generation. He can write a fucking song with a fucking shoe box. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Number six, we have K Trinata, Bubba. I was watching an interview with uh, Mr. K Trinata and they asked him, K, why'd you name the album Bubba? And very melancholy, he said, Well, I was smoking this strand of Bubba Kush while I was making this album, so I thought I should name the album Bubba. Number five, Tycho Weather. This album was the first album after the trilogy, Dive and Epic and Awake. He had a, a female singer on this album. First time in about 10 years that he had a guest singer sing on the album, but it fits really well. Uh, definitely check it out. Number four, we have Cat Le Bon with Reward. Number three, Denzel Curry, Zoo. Number two, the Mad Gibbs album, Bandana. And my number one album was Toro y Moi, Ordinary Pleasure. Wow. Yes. Okay. What were you surprised landed low on lower on your list and not higher? Well, that's a good question. So honestly, the top five were really hard. Because the Freddie Gibbs album could have been number one. Mm-hmm. The Denzel Curry album could have been number one. The Tycho album could have been number one. But like Toro y Moi came out early in the year. And like I've been fucking with that consistently throughout what album are our kids on their eventual podcast gonna look back and be like 25 years ago this dropped or well did we're, 25 years ago is a lot we're not having kids in, we're not gonna have kids doing podcasts in 25 years that's bit aggressive on my part i apologize maybe 26 let's go <laughs> let's go with let's go with 40 years down the line we've got 50, 30 30 30 50, whatever 
A certain time down the line, our our kids are going to be looking back and saying, what was the best album of 2019? What do you think? Uh, what album do you think has the longest lasting like musical legacy? That's a really good question. As much as I, I hate to get uh, Katrina, nah, probably not. Dive, probably not. I'd say it's a toss between the Igor Tyler the Creator album, the Denzel Curry album, and the Alex G album. I'd put the Freddie Madlib album on there too. I don't think that's going to transition. Unfortunately, it's a fan. It's a a fucking amazing album. I think like real hip hop heads will recognize like the level of production and, uh, and rap quality on it. I think though, Freddie has to take like the next step, kind of commercially. But that's the thing. Like I, I don't, don't know I don't see that happening. Gonna... And that style is like a retro style, whereas the Denzel Curry style it, is more like it's way more mainstream. Yeah, and like it's more like nuance. Honorable mentions. I have three. I have Rapper Go to the League by 2 Chains, which came out in March, which I liked a lot. I thought he took like a really interesting step and progression as a rapper. The Even Corday Lost Boys album needs to be brought up. I thought that was a fantastic, like really good, like first release. Uh, he's a, again, a guy I'll be watching out for a lot in, in 2020. Jesus is King by Kanye. Whether you're like, it's not old Kanye, but it got every person to listen to a gospel album. Do you miss the old Kanye? Yes. Wait till we get to my top 10 of the decade. <laughs> but Jesus is King was still a fantastic record. Water, everything we need, follow God. The track with Pusha T. The track with uh, with clips, not just Pusha T. Sorry, my, my apologies. Also, Joe was not pissing right there. He was pouring himself more wine very loudly. Uh, yeah, and by the way, we're drinking wine out of coffee cups. In case you didn't see on Twitter, at Brickhouse, at Brickhouse Pod. Okay, so here we go. Number 10, WWCD by Griselda. This album came out like three weeks ago. It's in my top 10. It has to be. It's Benny the Butcher. It's Conway the Machine. West Side Gun. That's an incredible... You know who else had that in their top albums of the year? Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who... Uh, also, Eminem's featured on the last track because they were signed. They're all signed to Shady Records, which is one of the reasons, like, that they've gotten some of the like, some of the connections that they've gotten. Coming at nine, give me Anderson Pox Ventura. That was a really, really good album. I will then go Baby on Baby, Bye to Baby. I think I've said it on the podcast a bunch. You could just put on either of these two to Baby albums, but more so the first one at a party and just not have to worry about changing it. He brings like this whole style. Like it's a just it's southern rap like turn up. Let's let's fucking throw down. And again, the music video for Bop is absurd. Yeah. When you put that music on, it's just going to go down. People he, are going to fucking have a great time. People are going to lose fingers, people are going to fucking make babies, people are going to do whatever the fuck they want. I'm going to go with the Dreamville collaboration. There are some great tracks on here. Like, really, really great tracks. Uh, the opening track with Kendrick Lamar featured. 1993 is a great track. Costa Rica was awesome. There's a track with the baby. The the baby track. Like, this There's whole... Down Bad. Down Bad. The whole album. Very good. Very, very good. Coming in at six, I'm going to go with Kirk. Also by baby. Hell yeah. The, again, another great album. Bop, Vibes. The second half of this album, the features on this album are all solid. Really, really, really good album. 
and then here we are. We're in the top five, and this is this is like the most. This was this is very difficult. But I'm gonna go with Benny the Butcher plugs. I met. It's only seven tracks, or it's like thirty minutes, but it might be less than that. But it's a perfect album, and it's it's very old school hip hop. It's very underground, but the instrumentals are great. The rap, all the verses are great. One of my favorite lines off this album is "Burnt my bridges, came back a good swimmer like Phelps." That whole album's great. The features are insane. He also did an album with Smoke D- uh, Dizza this year, and he did Griselda. Like I said, and he's playing with Smoke Dizza tomorrow. Yeah, also with ASAP Twelvey, who I've never seen. Never seen. Have so, you ever listened to ASAP Twelvey? I have not. I'm going Enclave Jazz by Men number I five. Trust. No, number four. Wow. Enclave Jazz, Men I Trust is my perfect Sunday afternoon. I don't want to do anything today. I want to sit on my couch and watch random stuff on the internet or watch random watch a show. Oh, but I need to like go cook. I'm going to throw on Uncle Jazz. It's perfect. It's got such this I don't know what it's like an electronic but also like synth but like also it's, it's like a chill indie, it, yeah. but like good. Yeah, it's awesome. And her voice is great. It's it's uh, she's amazing. It's like a warm it's like a warm blanket on yeah. a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just what you need. I'm not doing a fucking thing today. It's back porch. Imagine I can't it's you know the I can't, perfect pre-church album. You know what I can't wait actually the perfect pre-church album is Jesus is King. I've <laughs> listened to that so many times walking into church. <laughs> it's I can't wait for it for the Sunday afternoon porch sit at like four o'clock on a Sunday. You need to get an apartment with a porch. That's what you need. With we we've utilized. We can the porch. make a porch right here. We've utilized the porch, but like downstairs. a real porch. Yeah, like an elevated. Porch. You know, I'll you know I'm gonna get some two by fours. Yeah, and I'm gonna build a little porch out out your window. Oh yeah, I'm sure my landlord will love that. He won't know. Oh cool. Yeah, it'll yeah. be detachable. Yeah. Oh, that would be sick. Like a right? a fire escape version of a of a porch. I'm yeah. in for that. All right. So we've got three more, and this is where I go. Zoo by Denzel Curry. I listened to that album the first time through when you told me about it months ago, and I was like, this is really good. And then I re-listened to it this week, and I was like, holy fucking shit. Automatic slaps. It hits you a different way. Um, Speedboat. Awesome. The track with Rick Ross. Ricky. Birds. Wish. Yeah, We could keep going. The yeah, whole album. The whole album. Take 27 minutes. I know it's only 27 minutes. Take the 27 minutes. You deserve it. Number two. Am I going to do it? Say it. Am I going to do it? You tell me. Should I do it to tell, Give it to me. Tyler, the creator. Igor. Igor. There's only one left. We all know what it is. What is it? It's a uh, fucking Mad Gibbs bandana. Bandana. Album of the year. The, f- I, the, the thing about that album, about why it's record of the year for me, is that more so than any of these albums, I know exactly where I was and what I was doing when that when I listened to that for the first time. And I was blown the fuck away on every element of the album in terms of like the way it flowed, the the skits, the instrumentals, the samples, and then most importantly, just Mr. The, Gibbs. Mr. fucking Gibbs. I I mean we went to so many shows this year. I had an out-of-body level experience at my morning jacket, an emotional experience at my morning jacket. I had a love affair with the city of Brooklyn because of most death. Action Bronson was just a big transitional night for me as a person because of situations surrounding that night. 
Wu Tang Clan was awesome to say that I saw them, but like Freddie, I walked out of that concert being like, he didn't play enough. I walked out being like, I want more because I'm so blown away with both the stage presence and the physical ability. He was everything. I think if you like hip hop, you should go see Freddie Gibbs. And also, we saw him for like 30 bucks. Yeah. And he played with Benny and Conway. Right. So, yeah, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, album of the year. <sighs> now for the hardest part of the pod. The really, this is the, the most difficult. This is the most difficult work I've done all year. <laughs> Honestly, yes, it is. All right. I spent probably I'll, hours on this list. On this list, yeah. Definitely hours on this you, list. I definitely think you, I, I spent a lot of time on this. I definitely think you might have spent more. I mean, it's not a competition. There's going to be a great meme coming out about, about, this this tra- this process later. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I know nothing about this. Yeah, do you want to do honorable mentions first? Yes. Okay. All right. Would you like to go first, or should I? Gladly. So, honorable mentions: Acid Rap. Okay. By by uh, the guy that canceled his tour. Acid Rap by Chance. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, LCD Sound System. This is happening. Tame Impala, Inner Speaker, the first album. Yep. Wild Nothing, their first album. Oh, fuck. They're really good. Gemini, yes. That album. Nocturne's really good, too, but that didn't make my top, what is this, like 25? Yeah. Real Estate Days. That's oh, that's a good album. Great album, yeah. We had the Dorito Station. Um, Kurt Vile. I didn't write an album down, honestly, but like any Kurt Vile album that came out in the past 10 years was fucking delicious. Uh, Schoolboy Q, Oxymoron. Oh, the one from this year. No, no, no. Oxymoron oh. is the one from college with Man of the Year. Oh, yeah, that's a Hoover good one. Street, Gangsta, Gangsta, Gangsta. That's a good one. Yeah. I really like, what's the next album by him? Oh, with John Muir and uh, that part? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a, a great album, too. Yeah. But for me, Oxymoron's great. I really fucked with that Rye album also, Woman. Mm-hmm. It's it's So the first like year or two I listened to that album, I thought it was a chick. I thought it was just a chick with a beautiful voice. And I watched a live performance, and it's a fucking dude. I had the opposite of uh, a band that's on my list, but okay. We'll oh, Silver and Pickups. Uh, no, they're not <laughs> on the list, but yes, also the same. Yeah. yeah. Courtney Barnett, both of her albums are okay. in my honorable mentions. Okay. Did Cabin Fever come out in, in 2010? Yeah, definitely. Did. All right, Cabin Fever is okay. my honorable mention. By Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa, yeah. Some of my honorable mentions Currents by Tame Impala. Didn't make my top 15, but great album. Pup. Their first album. Pup's first album. If you like punk rock, I saw Pup live. I had so much fun at that show. If you're going through a breakup and like punk rock, please put that album on right now. If you're under the age of 24 and anything remotely bad is happening to you, just put (laughs) Pup on. Also, if you skate... And watch the music videos. Oh, the The music music videos videos are so good. Salad Days by Mac DeMarco. Didn't make the list. The Incredible True Story, which is Logic's second album. I know, like, I've been shitting on Logic a lot, but that album is a great album. No, Logic was your favorite for a a long time, yeah. Yeah. Thank You, Happy Birthday by Cage the Elephant. Wow. Honorable mention. Like, it needs to be brought up. We listen to them a lot. Aberdeen. I When I used to live off the Aberdeen L stop, I didn't take the L a lot, but every time I did, I would see... Bushwick Aberdeen. Did I, I ever tell you that, that at the first time I saw Cage Elephant, I started the mosh pit. The second time I got to sing into the microphone. The third time I got to hold the guy from his ass and I got to hold the microphone. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. He had a nice ass. Probably still does. You're not cutting that. (laughs) Midnight Snack by Home Shake. I totally forgot to put Home Shake on this list. Holy fuck. Joe's fucked up. Joe, uh, this is going to happen to me once we do the top 15, but shit. All right. Put all of Home Shake shit except the most recent one. Yeah. On honorable mentions. Holy fuck. God damn. I'm just glad I got one over you. Uh, I said that the Royal Blood album, their first album, I really liked. Uh, Alabama Shakes, Sound and the Color, Because the Internet by Childish. Gambino. Who wants to go 15 to 1? One out of one, rock, paper, scissor. How about we do this? How about do we we each do five and then we, so we. All right, that, that's fair. Okay. One out of one, rock, paper, scissor. Okay. Rock, paper, scissor, says shoot. All right, you go first. But I won. Okay, fine. Coming in at 15, Mr. Wonderful, Action Bronson. I was really debating if I was going to put this on the list, but like, frankly, I've been listening to this whole album all the time. It's not always an album that I actually listen to front to back, but it's still a fucking incredible album. And we're going to do this top five in the in the coming year. We're going to do top five transitional songs in music where it's like songs that you have to... The transition from first song to next song is is amazing. Terry into Acting Crazy might be my number one. So that's that's a fifteen. Arcade fire, no cars go into my body is a cage. Title fight, safe and where are you safe in your skin? That's why we started this podcast. Yes, we just high five pillar of the pod right there. Yeah, coming in at fourteen, I had to put this band on the list. They had to be there. It could have been the other album. It had to be this one. Hyperview title fight, <laughs> so appropriate. It had. We talked about like I remember where I was. When albums dropped, I remember when the demo, the 30-second demo for Chlorine dropped, I was at the library doing work, and I I remember texting my girlfriend at the time being like, I gotta go, Title Fight just dropped a new, like, a sample of their song, I gotta go hang out with Joe. Didn't you come to my apartment? Yeah. We we repeatedly watched it on my shitty iPod. Yeah, like, we, yeah, yeah. And then the, the music video dropped like the next day or later that day. Yeah. And I remember watching it on the 50-inch or 60-inch yep. TV at the radio station. Yep. My biggest regret in life, or my biggest regret of graduating college early is that I didn't get to play Hyperview on the radio station. Because it came out in the spring after I'd already graduated. I remember listening to it at Sunday night. NPR dropped the album. They like... You know what that magazine, Vanity Fair? Yeah, I'm familiar. They dropped Your Pain Is Mine. That's right. That's right. So, Hyperview had to be up there for me. It's a perfect album. It is an album that I listen to front to back. At 13, kicking incredibly dope shit. Mac Miller. This album, I dude, this album's been there for me my entire like adult life. This was a late entry. This was a late entry. This was not on the original list, but this album I cut the fucking grass to. This is one of the first song albums I downloaded. Did you ever vacuum to this album? Uh, I probably. It was one of the first albums that I downloaded off Datpiff back when that was still like you were getting mixtapes off that. First ones I downloaded were the all the Wiz Wiz Khalifa oh, shits yeah. off that. I think Piff. I downloaded Wiz first, but then I got into Mac and like Mac Miller helped me get into so many more facets of hip hop. This is a perfect album. And it's he's like 18 when he dropped this album. Came out in 2010. Senior Skip Day, Nike's on my feet. Uh Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza doesn't get enough shine. It's an incredible hip hop song. Nothing guilty of everything at at 12. I've seen them live twice, and they put on a great show. I saw them live twice, both on New Year's Eve's. The sound that that 
album put out is an is a sound that I didn't know existed. Apparently, that they were like just so fucked. I wouldn't say fucked up, but they were really high on on uh, what are those drugs that you take to concentrate? Uh, ADD medication, ADD, and like other drugs. So like we're talking like um, Adderall. Yeah, shit like that, and Vivans and whatnot. And they were just like focusing in on the album like too hard. But it, it worked out because it sounds fucking Incre- incredible. Yeah. Amazing album. And then at number 11, I asked you earlier, like, what was the hardest album to put where he put it? And it's this one because I love this album so much. Damn by Kendrick Lamar at 11. Wow. That's that's your favorite Kendrick album, too. From what you've told me in the past, like, two years. Yeah, yeah it is. But we're doing top 15 albums of the decade. But yeah, that's probably my person. I like that on album a lot. Interesting. All right, five to fifteen to eleven. All right, fifteen to eleven. Number fifteen, nothing. Guilty of everything. Amazing album. Yeah, I remember where I was the first time I heard it. I was like, this album cover looks cool. I'm gonna listen to this album. I put it on my junior year in my. I used to live in this like hundred and fifty year old house at at college, and I put it on in the living room, blasted it in my roommate speakers, and it just it blew me the fuck away. I had that on vinyl, unfortunately, and uh, an old fawn took it. I know, fucking Travis. That's fucking devastating. I know, I know. Number fourteen, Speedy Ortiz, Major Arcana. This album, it's a, it's that Discord sound. It's, it's the combination of ugly chords with, it's a female, like beautiful voice. It, it meshes so well. Number thirteen, Tycho, Dive. It's beautiful. Like, it's an electronic album, and they, they play it live band, but it, it sounds electronic. It's. It's phenomenal. You definitely check it out if you never listened to it. Number twelve, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Ah, I knew they were going to be on this. They were, yeah. It, this one was really hard not to put in my top ten. Ruben from Unknown Mortal Orchestra is probably my favorite guitarist of the past like ten years. I need to listen to them more. You really do. They combine like psychedelic with funk, and it's it's so good. And also, another thing we want to have happen in 2020. I need 2015 shoegaze to come back. And you need to listen to Kurt Vile. Yeah, I've ever, look. I he's good. I'm not gonna sit no, here. No, he's and fucking sit, great. I just have not. You want to come to Woodstock with me and Uncle Pete and see Kurt Vile and Cat Libon? Uh, in the post that you tagged me in on Facebook, yes, like that six one. hours ago. Yeah, yeah, I, cool. I'm, I'm familiar. Or right, I'll see you there. All right, so yeah, listen to that Un- unknown Mortal Orchestra album two. That's their second album, number eleven, Deer Hunter. I knew this would be there. Halcyon Digest. It was August twenty second. 2011, three days before college started, I went to Webster Hall with my Uncle Pete, Aunt Kathy, Colleen, and Colleen's douchebag ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Colleen, Aunt Kathy, and the douchebag all left because Colleen got sick. I stayed with Uncle Pete. We saw one of the best shows of our lives. I was under no influence, and five minutes into their first song, I realized my jaw had been dropped the entire time. That's awesome. I was so shocked at how amazing this band was. Listen to Deer Hunter. Listen to Deer Hunter. Listen to Deer Hunter. Give Listen me, to Deer Hunter. Give me number 10, sir. This album is a perfect album. So perfect that it has an entire internet culture around it. Because it went platinum with no features. 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole is... It's perfect. It has everything you need. I've showed you that video of the guy freaking out when he finds out like that J. Cole is coming back. What? J. Cole, his album about to drop, bro. J. Cole. Yeah. Jermaine. Yeah. Cole. 
Yes. Uh, at number nine, Mac DeMarco two. Mac DeMarco two is it's a. It's a perfect Sunday album. It's I'm making pancakes. I'm just chilling. I'm hanging out. It's oh, we're gonna go to the beach. We're gonna sit by the beach. I'm we're gonna get into some bullshit today. Hell yeah! That's what we're listening to. Yeah, hell yeah! It's it's one of the most like just relaxing albums of the last decade. And this is another super relaxing album of the next decade coming in at number eight. And a band we need to see live more than anything in the world. We talked. You talked about Jaw on the floor. The first time I heard a track by this uh, this band. I was like, there's no, fu- this is, this is John Lennon. Like prove me wrong. John Lennon is, is alive and well and somehow in Australia, but nope. Thank God we got Kevin Parker instead because it's inner speaker by Tame Impala. I have it on vinyl. It's perfect. I tweeted it earlier this year. Tame Impala is legitimately trying to win album of the year for 2020 while it's still 2019. Everything that he's put out this year has been fucking amazing. If you like the sound of a guitar, you would love Inner Speaker. Yeah. Tame Impala is awesome. And I, I have a story for you off the pod about first time really getting into Tame Impala. Oh. Oh, I can't. I cannot tell it cannot, off the pod. Di- cannot disclose. No, okay. no, no, no. Number seven. Another popular meme on the internet. Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, this, uh, this is my favorite Drake album. I don't know if I mentioned this about kids, but I I had a shitty '98 Honda Accord that didn't have uh, didn't have um, uh, an aux cord, so I had to like burn all my CDs. And so I have on CD somewhere. If you're reading this, it's too late because I had to be able to play that in my car. And I have the same thing with kids. It's the it's like I have to have that. Perfect, just a great Drake album. In my opinion, Drake's best. Instrumentals are fire. Six Man, Six God, No Telling, Know Yourself. Legend. Ten Bands. The track with Lil Wayne, which I don't know. Know Yourself. Yeah, I said that. I don't know if I mentioned the the Lil Wayne track is amazing. So that's that's seven. Top five show I've seen. Not Drake, because I haven't seen him. I will eventually. But top five show. uh, A top five show i've seen so good that i legitimately almost went to see the show the next night because they were playing at 9 30 club the arcs yours dreamily comes in at six wow i was i forgot about that album to be honest that album if you look at my list there's not a ton of rock but this is that's the i think it might be the in the true definition of rock and roll the best rock album of the decade did you listen to that Suge Yotis song I sent you? Mm, probably. I think so. I was listening to a Suge Yotis song. I think it was from Inspiration Information, track four, I want to say. And literally, the arcs have the same riff as the Suge Yotis song. I don't know if they sampled him or paid him credit, but it's it's the same exact riff. Which song? Uh, it, Uncle Pete gave me just a burn CD. He oh, didn't yeah. give, he didn't, it's no track lists. It's whatever track four of inspiration information is. Interesting. All right. Oh, it's my turn? Yeah, 10 to 6. All right, number 10. You said it before. I'll say it again. Mac DeMarco, number two. Yeah. This was hard to put down at number two because Mac was probably my favorite artist. For a while there. Yeah. But Mac DeMarco, number two, that album's incredible. Number nine, Bon Iver, Bon Iver, his self-titled album from 2011. This was hard to put on because... I don't really fuck with Bon Iver. I haven't fucked with Bon Iver in a long time. But when this came out, like this was the best shit I've I've ever heard at the time. I remember we there was 
multiple waterfalls near our college and our freshman and sophomore year we would we would take walks you know walks through the the forest to see the waterfall there was this one time the waterfall was just frozen over no water was falling it was just these like almost glacier-esque pictures and listening to Bon Iver's self-titled album it was it was a perfect soundtrack to to the scenery that you were seeing number eight title fight Floral Green. Had to be there for you. There's no way that that album couldn't, that, that couldn't be there for you. We listen to our album more than probably anything. I, like, we've driven around to that album probably more than any other album, except maybe Hoffman Manor by State Lines. But the first time we played that album on the radio, you brought in the fucking vinyl of it. So yeah, it had to be on there. I've never pre-ordered a vinyl, except the one time I ordered Floral Green pre-order. It came in like this huge green vinyl, floral green, actually, with this like this huge booklet of uh, of pictures from the tour. I saw someone describe it as like the perfect link between punk rock and shoegaze. And I didn't realize like it came out in fucking 2012. Like, I don't know why I thought that album came out so much later. But like when you look at like rock music in the late 2000, 2010s, like they're doing what Title Fight did in 2012. Incredible. I love Title Fight. Always have a place in my heart. Number seven. I digress. Uh, Disclosure. Settle. Great album. One of the best dance albums of the decade. Every single fucking track. These, I think they're Scottish, these guys. They're brothers. They have these, yeah, who fucking knows? Fucking great. Great album. Number six. Drake, if you're reading this. Yes. It's too late. It's fantastic. It's so good. It's, it's, it's his best, in my opinion. It's his absolute best. He has not put out an album better than that yet. No. No. He's put out some really great And wasn't that album not even supposed to come out? Like it was a mixtape. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be like unofficial. It's not like technically it's an album, but it's not technically an album. So yeah. Five to one. Again, very tough. But I gotta go to the queen. The queen of this podcast. The reason that we wake up in the morning. The reason that one day we will move to Australia. Courtney Barnett. Sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just sit. So good. So perfect album. Perfect album. The flow of it, it you put it on, it, it feels like it ends in 15 minutes. An amazing album. I have it on vinyl. Double vinyl. Yellow vinyl. Amazing album. Nobody cares if you go to the party. Elevator Operator is an awesome song. I, I don't know how many times I've listened to that album. It's a lot. This album came out when we were in school. And honestly, I liked the band before this came out, but this really put me, this kicked me into into overdrive and loving this band. And they're a band I definitely need to see live. I would have loved. They're to playing see, Woodstock. I would have loved to have seen them live five years ago or maybe 10 years ago. Courtney Barnett? Arctic Monkeys AM. Again, this is alternative rock. This is not just straight up rock like they did so much with this album it was it became incredibly commercial but i don't it doesn't have the feel of a commercial album at all it's a fucking work of art that again i could listen to forwards backwards anytime do i want to know are you mine why'd you only call me when you're high knee socks arabella number one party anthem do you want to know the story behind are you mine yeah so he picked up this old vox guitar it was a. It looked like a, it was a teardrop guitar. It was a weird shape, 
And he just picked it up, and the first riff he played on it was Are You Mine? And he said, I didn't write that riff. The, the guitar, it was there was a ghost inside this guitar, and I just picked it up, and all of a sudden, I had this riff. Okay. All right, so that's number four. One of the reasons I was so pissed off that Jay-Z was not on Spotify for the longest time is because of this album. Watch the Throne, Jay-Z and Kanye West. Gotta have it. The, just this entire album. The whole album, the whole album. just slaps and hits. It's, it's hits, great production. Watch the Throne came out in 2011, and it's it's amazing. No Church in the Wild. Gotta have it. Otis. Brothers in Paris. Yeah. Who Gonna Stop Me? Number two. Also Kanye West. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Wow. Not number one. I was, this was number one when I put the list together because this is a perfect album. And like, there's gonna be people who are mad at me for putting this at two, but uh, uh, most, a lot of places have put My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, It is, it is a perfect album. And it's Kanye's best. Gorgeous is, honestly, before I do Ghost Goal, a lot of times I listen to Gorgeous. It's like the last song I listen to before the album. All of the lights, Monster, Devil in a New Dress, Runaway, Who Will Survive in America. Devil in a New Dress is one of my favorite songs ever. Lost in the World has your boy Bonnie Bear Bear on it. So, again, And then the last track is featuring or sampled Ghost Got Her Own. Number one, Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. Which is weird, because before, I remember you saying Damn was your favorite. Good Kid, Mad City is probably the per- like the best, like, real, like, he was around, but he didn't really, like, Good Kid, Mad City's, I think, the album. He's speechless. He's it, speechless trying to describe this album. Yeah. It's, as much as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy changed hip-hop, I think, I think Kendrick has the ability to go just as high if not higher than Kanye the only the problem is that Kanye is like a more outgoing figure while like we don't see Kanye like Kendrick isn't doing the fashion stuff he's not you know dating what, a Kardashian what you were saying about getting high well not it's it's Kendrick is trying to go high by himself right Kendrick is trying to grab everyone right and and bring them up right I would yeah Kanye is a much more vocal loud public like figure than Kendrick but I think Kendrick's work might be better a hundred it's you can't say I can't say 100% no 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 I cannot I mean Kanye as a producer is his top is a top five producer but Kanye as a rapper is not but Kendrick might be yeah yeah oh yeah top five yeah that's that's a that's a conversation another time but yeah, I mean, I, he's we, in the conversation. We did an emergency podcast because Kanye put out an album. What do you think we're going to do when Kendrick does one? I'm smiling just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm getting giddy. But I mean, no, Good Kid Mad City is it front to back. It's and also the transitions, the the skits. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Backstreet freestyle. Bitch, the, where my dominoes at? Where the fucking dominoes? The Art of Peer Pressure, Money Trees, Poetic Justed, Good Kid, Mad City, Swimming Pools, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, Real, Compton, and then you got to put the recipe on there. When I landed in LA, the first track I put on was the recipe because obviously we're looking for Kendrick's W's. It's literally every single song. What song on there are you realistically skipping? None. None. The whole fucking album is just fantastic. It's a perfect album. 
just as is Kanye West. We listened to that album. There was a while where I couldn't listen to that album because of certain situations that I'd been around. But we oversaturation, yeah, oversaturation because of a certain party. But I'm just happy it's it's in my life again. My number five is Rihanna. Anti. I didn't want to like the album when I heard it, but I listened to it again and again. And there was a particular drive with a Miss Angelica that I took from Scranton to Philly, where we listened to that album in its entirety, and that that it sold me. It sold me. The whole album is fantastic. It's 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 so much better than than all the other shit that she did before it, which was great. Don't get me wrong, but this shit had soul. It had feel. It had fire. Fantastic album. It could have been my number one, as could have four, three, two, and one. But number four, another Philly band, The War on Drugs. Ah, I knew they'd be about Lost in the Dream. This album, he used drummers, he used drum machines, he used dozens of guitars, effects pedals. Uh, he has songs that are three minutes long. He has songs that are ten minutes long. It's a perfect album. It's a perfect indie rock album. Uh, can't say more about the album. Number three, this album came out in 2010 at the birth of the decade. It was Beach House, a Maryland band, with the album Teen Dream. As uh, as teenagers have that that youthful gaze, I'd say Beach House has that youthful shoe gaze. They just have this sound that you listen to them, and you could go to sleep to them, you could wake up to them, you could you could forget about everything, you could worry about everything, you could you could put all your stress aside to them. It's it's a perfect album. Then we get to the top two, and my top two are very similar to Mr. Andrews. Mr. Arrows, top two. Oh, we're bringing that one yeah, back? Mr. Arrows. All right. Mr. Ooze says that his number two is Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. As much as I want to make this my number one, I had to give number one to Kendrick or uh, Kanye West's Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I'm okay with disagreeing on this. Like, either of them could have been number one. Any of these top five could have been number one. We talked about it before. The Kendrick album, perfect. The Kanye album, perfect. Devil in a New Dress, Runaway, Monster, Gorgeous. I say gorgeous differently now because of that album. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I know we had discussed the concept of doing top 10 songs of the decade. I think that's an impossible task. Can I give my top like four? Sure. Okay. So I had like 30 something songs. That's like I would have just been pulling songs off these albums and pulling up other random singles. And yeah stuff like songs off of certain albums that aren't good enough but to do top 10 songs of the decade i think is impossible 100 percent, because you had songs from yeah all over the place but so i had as i'll start from number five number five was that unnormal orchestra track honeybee from mm-hmm. last year beautiful track number four these are just my favorites samfa um he produced numerous artists he was on that drake album he did the song too much um, back in 2014, uh, but the song Sampa, uh, Blood on Me from 2017 is an amazing track. It's amazingly produced. He put his entire, entire fucking being into that, that album. It, it was right after his mother died and he wrote the whole album as like a homage to his, his mother passing. Number three was Kendrick Lamar, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Number two was Ken, uh, Kanye West, Runaway, the nine minute epic. 
recently I watched the the VMA's performance where he he brought an MPC out to the middle of the the stage and these ballerinas were dancing across the stage and and he just he owned it. he owned the entire VMA's. I think this might have been before he he took the mic from from Taylor Swift. And my number one, this song I feel it 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 spoke to multiple multiple generations. It spoke to all different walks of life, kinds of people, and more importantly, it fuck bitches get money. It encapsulated kind of the social conversation of what was going on at the time. All right by Kendrick Lamar on yeah. arguably probably his best album to pimp a butterfly neither of us put that in our top 15 but i can say that that is his best album yeah i know a lot of people are going to talk to me tell me that fuck bitches get money thanks for listening guys this is the brick house podcast we like to talk about music as you can tell uh, we'll catch you next year peace out